Marshall. Hi, Elizabeth. You want to talk about Lost? Yes. Oh, great. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Me too. Buddy. This is this is the Jungle of Mystery podcast, and we talk about Lost here. talking about season four episode two episode two confirmed Confirmed dead and we are gonna meet some folks in this episode bunch of new folks some eclectic individuals i love them all dearly they're fun so far yeah they are fun the first one we're gonna meet is daniel faraday daniel faraday another fun name another fun name and an actor Yes. Okay. Yeah, <clears throat> it's who I thought who I thought I was. He's oh, who is it? He's uh, well, uh, Ryan. Sorry, Jeremy Davies. Yeah, Jeremy Davies is Daniel, but I don't know if I've seen him in anything else. Have I? What do you know? Uh, <clears throat> I have. He was in Saving Private Ryan. Oh, okay. Uh, Justified. Okay. He was really good in Justified. He played. Uh, I mean, he's yeah. Well, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh man, I really like this actor, and he's. And all, all those other shows, well, Stephen Fred Ryan was in, like, late 90s, but right. Justify was after this. Yeah. Uh, but he was in, he was great in all those. And it's really fun to see him play kind of a slightly similar uh, character. But. Yeah. He is great in this show. In this, this group that we're meeting in this episode, he and Frank Lapidus are tied for my favorite of the new intros. But he's, he, uh, he's yeah. a great character. He's my favorite so far. So... The episode opens on this undersea footage of the plane wreckage being discovered. It's like some salvage vessel or whatever is sending down cameras and they happen upon the plane wreckage. In the Indian Ocean. Yep. Right below Singapore. And we see Daniel watching this on the news and he is inexplicably very upset by it. He is sobbing, mm-hmm. and he does not know why. Interesting. That's weird, yeah. And he is the man that we saw parachute out of the helicopter in episode one. The next character we meet later on in the episode is Miles Strom, who appears to be some kind of medium. Par- yeah, like a paranormal. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, and I mean, it seems to be a genuine medium. He hears about the wreckage on the radio as he's on this on his way to this client's house. He gets paid to basically help people move on, right? But also, like, steal money. Right. So, uh, (laughs) he, I guess, finds out the circumstances under which this person died and realizes they have a lot of money tucked away. So he takes this job so that he can go in the room and look for the money. But, it, you know, he is genuinely, like, making contact with the spirit or whatever, right? Yeah, it's Uh, bizarre. So he gets this money, and... He leaves and he gives some of the money back to the mom. And then he says, you can go now to the spirit, presumably. Mm-hmm. So he tells her he's at peace now and he goes. So that's fucking weird. We're going to learn more about that later. Did you recognize him from anything else? No. He's been in other stuff. I don't know him from anything before Lost, but he's been in other J.J. Abrams projects after Lost. Um, hmm. He was in Star Wars. He was like a very minor character in Rise of Skywalker, maybe? One of the... One of the new ones. He has a very brief uh, cameo. Gotcha. And he's been, in, I mean, he's been in a lot of other stuff too, but after Lost. Next we meet Charlotte. 
Another fun name, Charlotte Staples Lewis. Did you get that reference? No. That is C.S. Lewis. Oh. C.S. Lewis is Clive Staples Lewis. Weird. Okay. She's an anthropologist. Yep. She sees a newspaper headline about the crash, presumably has been reading all of the headlines she comes across about the flat, about the crash because she doesn't believe it. She is bribing her way into this mysterious archaeological dig. In Tunisia. Yeah, in Tunisia. And this mysterious dig is a polar bear. Is a polar bear with a in the middle of the desert, Dharma Initiative collar. With a Dharma Initiative collar. And she seems super duper excited when she sees this collar specifically. Yeah. So it seems like she recognizes it. Uh, maybe she's been, you know, hunting down things like this to, about the Dharma Initiative, right? Yes, for sure. And then we meet Frank Lapidus next. Unfor- unfortunate last name. <laughs> he is watching the footage on the news just like Daniel was. Uh, like Daniel Faraday, he seems really upset by it. And then he looks confused when they zoom in on the pilot, which I knew you would yeah, have comments about. I, can't, I cannot believe, like, they wouldn't, they don't show corpses on live television. But, Look and at also, this bloated corpse. Also, how long have, how long has the flight been missing? Listen, Marshall, <laughs> I don't think we know. I don't think we know, like, if when it's this longer happens. than a, if it's longer than a day. They would not, they were not be bodies. Yeah, I mean, we're, I think, led to believe that this is at least, like, a month. Staged? Oh. Well, remember, our crew haven't really been on the island for that long, right? It's been a couple couple months since they've been on the island. Right, but that... Presumably, the plane was missing for a while. It's, like, a big deal. Like, oh my god, we found the the plane wreckage, right? This is Oceanic 15, holy shit. As if it was a big news story that couldn't be found, right? Yeah. So, my guess would be, like, a month, maybe, after the crash. Yeah. Anyways, there, w- there wouldn't be bodies left. Yeah, for sure. But whatever. So, he calls this hotline, this Oceanic hotline, and he says, that's not the pilot, I know the pilot. He always wore his wedding ring, and he doesn't have a wedding ring on, so it's not him. And he says, I know so much about him because I was supposed to be the one flying Oceanic 815. Dun-dun-dun! Dun-dun-dun! And finally... We see Naomi being Naomi. briefed by by Mr. Abaddon. Mr. Abaddon, what the fuck? In an empty office building. <laughs> so we learn that it's a high risk covert op, and she's looking at this team that he's assembled for her, and she's like, "What the fuck, man? Um, you know, they're all a bunch of misfits, and they're just gonna get in the way, and blah blah blah." And she says, "What if we find survivors from eight fifteen? And he says there were no survivors of Oceanic Eight Fifteen, which seems really ominous. It's yeah, it, almost as like he's saying it as if like he knows there were, but you have to say there aren't. Right, or like as he, if when you're done, there won't be. Right. Oh, I didn't think there about that. there were no survivors of Oceanic Eight Fifteen. There will be no survivors of Oceanic Eight Fifteen. Okay, I didn't think about that. Like to I, me, that huh. is what it. What it seems like um, is being conveyed here is like, get in, do your job, leave no witnesses, right? To me, it felt like we, we've we always been at war with, was Oceania or whatever from 1984. <laughs> <laughs> we've always been at war. Like, it's just a thing that everybody accepts, even though they know it's not true. Right. But and I could also see it being like, uh, there aren't any, because when you get there, you're going to take care of them. Right. It could be. I'm not, I'm not saying that what I said was accurate. I'm just saying... 
that's how I. Oh, it's a possibility. It. Yeah, when I first watched this scene, because he's such a scary guy that I was like, oh, is he telling her yeah. to <laughs> to make sure there's awesome. no survivors? <laughs> so also, I mean, really significant here. She's going on this mission. They've just found the plane off of the coast of India. Well, no, off the coast of in the Indian Ocean, off like the oh, coast sorry, of sorry, yeah, or sorry, Singapore sorry, or something, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we know that the islands can't really be anywhere near there, right? Well, their flight would have never been anywhere right. near there. Right, so the point is, why is she even asking about survivors from Agent T? Like, what is going on here? How do these people know that at least potentially there are people from Flight A15 in this remote, dangerous place that we're going to? Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, there's there's something like else about whatever their organization is that right implies that they maybe are like have more knowledge than they're than is being exactly yeah so i just wanted to point out like that it's kind of crazy that she's asking about right like they know i mean they have no they have no reason to know that from what we know right and so we spoke about in season three when this concept was introduced of there were no survivors of 815 right when naomi says that to hurley the conclusion that we drew was someone must have faked it, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe this group that is launching this mission is the same <clears> group <throat> that faked it, right? Does that seem they to could mesh? Be. Yeah. Either that or there's another group out there that faked it who also knows everything that's going on. <laughs> so, food for thought. So that's our team of people who are going to the island. Three of them, at least. You know, we saw each of them hearing about the wreckage. Miles stands out as he doesn't seem to have any connection to the island, but he's got his own thing going on, right? He's a he's a medium. His weird medium thing. But Daniel, Charlotte, and Frank Lapidus all have some sort of connection. Like, Daniel has this super emotional response that he can't explain to yeah. hearing about the crash. Charlotte seems to be going after information about the Dharma Initiative. And is already invested in that. And she doesn't believe that this plane wreckage is real. And Frank Lapidus was supposed to be on the plane. So, perhaps they are being drawn to the island for more than one reason, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. By other forces, you might say. (laughs) By by the island. (laughs) So, yeah. That's our uh, crash course introduction to our new cast. Back on the island, we pick up where we left off last episode. Uh, with this helicopter that's come to the island, and just like the other one, last season is malfunctioning, and everybody has to bail out. So Daniel bails first, but we see what we didn't see last episode, which is we see him freaking out when he lands, and he gets a gun and tucks it into his pants before they reach him. Which makes sense, given that we, the audience, know that Naomi was stabbed in the back, but doesn't make sense given that they're not supposed to know that, right? in a, from that perspective, yes. And there's also just the obvious, like, general protection. Yeah, like, going to a weird island to investigate something that... I mean, at the very least, they would know that this island is, like, not known to humanity. Right. I would have a gun. So that, right. I mean, obviously it's it's supposed to be suspicious, right, but right. that, to me, would not be as suspicious. It's like, oh yeah, of course you have a gun. Right. So, Jack and Kate catch up to him. And he introduces himself as Daniel Faraday. And he says, I'm here to rescue you, just like Naomi did. Also Faraday, fun uh, fun name. Yeah, and he even, uh, later in the episode, they have like a little call out to his name, origin. Yeah. When he talks about the light scattering. 
Anyway, yep. we'll get there. So Daniel tells Kate and Jack that the helicopter went down, and he lost his bag that had his phone in it, and Kate's like, I have one. So he calls Minkowski, and everything seems to be going great, but then we hear him say, am I on speaker? And then <laughs> Daniel turns off the speakerphone and, like, slinks away to talk to him in private. And Kate says, don't worry, it's okay. Naomi covered for us. They don't know what happened. But then they both notice that he has a gun in his pants. So everyone's a little bit on edge. <laughs> yeah, especially after they've already, like, they, besides the gun, they already have heard, like, they had the seed planted in their mind about it, them not being who they say they are and all that kind of stuff. Right. So he tells them that they all have trackers that they can, you can use the phone to find the rest of the team, right? So that's what they're mm-hmm. setting off to do. So Daniel, we can talk about more later, but Daniel seems to, like, genuinely believe the things that he's saying. You know what I mean? But he seems genuine, yes. Yeah. And it seems, it's suggested later that he's maybe not fully in the loop. Like, he's there to just actually just be a scientist. Yeah, he he seems, like, well-intentioned. Yeah. In terms of, like, obviously they, they have a different motivation that we learn about, but he still seems, like, not like actively trying to screw anybody over right, you know right. what i mean like he's oh thank god you know i found some people and like i want to help them like then when he when they meet up with is it strong or strom okay yeah. when they meet up with miles strom he's like hey whoa don't shoot, don't shoot my new friends yeah yeah and exactly he's a real sweet guy so he's like the quirky the quintessential quirky scientist, scientist yeah yeah that gets eaten in jurassic park for <laughs> like, oh yeah <laughs> So, we go over to Locke's group for a minute. Locke does his weird weather thing, where yep. they're all, like, hiding to stay dry, or try to stay dry, and he's like, oh, it's okay, the storm's about to pass, and then it immediately passes. And Sawyer realizes that they are walking the wrong way, and Locke tells them they have to make a detour before they get to the barracks. He says, there's a cabin I have to go to. And Hurley says, I thought the cabin was back that way. And both Ben and Locke seem very perturbed by this comment from Hurley. As if both of them are thinking, you're not supposed to know about the cabin. This is like a further... Yeah, exactly. It's like when they found out what Locke was capable of. Like, it's like, you you aren't supposed to be able to see or experience this. And then now Hurley's like, oh yeah, the magic, like the Baba Yaga cabin. Yeah. (laughs) It's back that way. I think Ben was not prepared for this to be happening again already to him, right? Now I'm learning that there's another special person on this island. What the fuck? Yeah, it's the uh, the like the pool, the the, the, the pool of unique <laughs> uniquenesses being yeah. diluted by all these other special people. No fair. No fair. <laughs> so I've been here for years. Exactly. I earned my specialness. Exactly. So Locke says they have to go to the cabin because they're supposed to. Uh, and he reveals that he got his orders from Walt. That's such a great... He's like, I have to go to the cab because the we're supposed to. And the Sawyer's like, just like you're supposed to stab that girl in the back. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, who are you taking orders from? Walt. Walt. <laughs> like, <laughs> And everyone immediately is like, oh god, what have we done? Yep. Back on the beach, I adore this exchange between Saeed and Juliet. Juliet, I mean, Saeed asked Juliet... Why does Ben say the freighter is there to hurt us? And Juliet says, because he's a liar. And, you know, he's trying to manipulate you and scare you and blah, blah, blah. Or 
because the people coming here intend to do us harm. <laughs> Thanks, Julia. Yeah. That's basically every time you ask me a question uh, about Lost. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, just something that came to mind with the with all of like Locke's interactions, he he's he never makes an attempt to make things make sense. Oh no, of course for anybody. Not. No. Which I I think is is it's kind of like not maybe not a redeeming quality, but it's a nice like quality, and that he's he's like not he's like not bullshitting anybody to a certain extent. Like he's just like. Oh, Walt told me. Like, uh, I don't know. I think it's more of maybe not, maybe not bullshit, but it's just like, oh yeah, that's what happened. So do with that what you will. I think it's more like of an intentional, you know. On the one hand, that's all he knows, right? He doesn't know what the fuck is going on. He says it in a very mysterious, all-knowing way. But the but truth he of the matter is, what the fuck is going on? Right. The truth <laughs> of the matter is. That's all there is to say. Walt told me to do this. I'm doing it. That's literally all I know. Yeah. But he says it in such a mysterious way as if he does know more. But he's like, that's all that you need to know right now. Right? You just follow me and hush. <laughs> but there's nothing else to know. Right. And that's and we know that. We know that Locke is full of shit and he doesn't know anything else. But he is acting as though he does. Right? And it's hilarious. Right, but he's not he's not full of shit in saying that, that Walt told him. No, I know, but you know what I mean. It's like it's all in the way he says it. No, I, I yeah, I understand that. It's just it's 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 the like the zealotry, but without he's not like he doesn't try to justify yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's true. No, it's, it's it's fun. I still I'm oh, a it's fun. apologist, it's fun. as we know. Yeah. We have another moment of tension between Jack and Daniel because they find this crate that was pushed out of the helicopter, and it's full of hazmat suits. And Daniel's like, uh, I don't, um, I'm not in charge of packing the thing, so, like, I, I don't know, uh, yeah. uh, and Jack says, why did you bring a gun? And Daniel says, okay, so, listen, <laughs> rescuing you and your people, uh, is not really our primary objective. And Jack says, then what is? He, he's the, he's the best person they could have found first, because he's bad at... Yeah, oh, he just immediately gives it up, right? <laughs> he just immediately yeah. is like, look, listen, we're not here to help you. He's, like, enamored with finding people and being on this island and, like, seeing this stuff and, like, playing with technology. Right. He's just completely oblivious to whatever his face was, like, he's not focused on deceiving them. Right. At all. Right. Like, besides hiding the gun. Yeah. And he does a terrible job at that. And then they find this And it, this it's, crate. it's clear that he's only doing that because he was told to, right? Like, he's not comfortable yeah. with it. But, yeah. So, back with Locke and Sawyer. Sawyer is questioning him about Walt some more. Because, obviously, like, of course he is. And, um, he's basically just like, whatever, you know, this is bullshit. And then Locke shows Sawyer where Ben shot him. And yep. says, Walt saved me. I'd probably be dead if I still had a kidney there. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like, I can't remember. it's like, st it's like stigmata. Like, it's, it's like, uh, what, is it Thomas that Jesus shows us hand wounds to? But it's like the same oh, thing. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The doubting Thomas. It's like, yeah, the, yeah it's yeah. stigmata. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. It's stigmata. <laughs> Further confirmation that John Yeah, Rogers yeah, Jesus. I know. <laughs> my mind actually did go to this scene in season three when you were like, oh my God, he's like Jesus. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I can't wait till we get there. That's very good. <laughs> Place your hand here, Sawyer. You'll Place your hand here, Sawyer. <laughs> so, next, uh, Jack's group finds Miles. He's 
very theatrically splayed out on the rocks. As soon as I saw his hand behind his back, yeah, like, it's okay, like, well, okay, he, buddy. He's going to point a gun at Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he immediately draws his gun on Jack and is just hostile out the gate, asking where is Naomi, the woman that you killed. And oops, we get a reveal. They do know the truth. And this fucking, oh, this scene is so funny. So Miles tells them, Naomi used a code. Tell my sister I love her is a code to say that we are captured with a gun to our head. And Kate is like, well, you know, yes, she was killed, but not by us. It was Locke. And he's like, well, take take me to her body and I'll tell you what happened. And she said, you know, she says, if I took you to the body, you wouldn't know what happened. And he says, I'll know. Just take me to her body. So that <laughs> scene is a relief to me because it's kind of like cements the fact that Kate did the right thing in the last episode. Because can you imagine how fucked they would be if Naomi did just slink away and die somewhere? Oh, yeah. Without for any sure. of that whole interaction and they were to arrive. She's dead. We don't know where she is, but we swear we didn't do it. <laughs> and he wouldn't be able to find yeah, her be... body and like communicate with it or whatever. Yeah, that, that scene would have ended with them being shot. Yeah. So there we go. It's good that Kate did the thing that she always does. I also love. So this, this is the moment where I was saying like maybe Daniel's not fully in the loop, right? Because Miles is like explaining to Daniel as well as Kate and Jack. He's like, she used the code. That means we were being held with a gun to our head. And <laughs> then he points a gun at Jack and he's like, like right now, Jack would say, tell my sister I love her. <laughs> sister, I love her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Dan was on a need to know basis and he did not need to know. Yeah, poor apparently. guy. Back with Locke's group, Ben is trying to talk to Alex alone. Carl gets all defensive of her. And Ben says, Carl, if you're going to sleep with my daughter, I insist you call me Ben. Um, and then Sawyer tells Alex and Carl to just take a walk and Ben starts goading him about Kate and how of course she came with Locke because you know if you were to leave the island she would never choose you and blah 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 he says I think she was really upset when you left and thank god she has Jack to comfort her and then he gets beaten up again (laughs) again for like the fourth time I think over the span of three episodes Locke stops him he says we can't kill him because, you know, first of all, do you really want to execute somebody right now in front of everybody? And, you know, he knows more than we do about the island. And also, he's harmless. Which, I don't know why everybody always thinks that Ben is harmless. No, he's like the most capable in terms of, like, just all the different things he has at his disposal. Like, because he immediately, like, I don't know if it was earlier or if it was this, but he's like, Ben's lived here way longer than any of us, so he knows the most. It's like, that makes him dangerous. Exactly, yeah. Locke is just so cocky. Yeah. He, and and Jack is too. I mean, Jack being like, yeah, sure, go with Locke, whatever. I don't care, right? Like, hey, bud, <laughs> you might live to regret that. And Sawyer says, it's only a matter of time before he gets us, and I bet he's already figured out how he's going to do it. Because he's the only one with any fucking sense around here. So there's already quite a bit of tension in Locke's group, and Locke is, like, not doing the best job leading. <laughs> we'll find out how that goes. No, he did, he did bring Sawyer, so it was already going to be a challenge. Yeah. He should have been like, anybody who wants to live, come with me. Not you, actually. Not you. <laughs> Sawyer, yeah, you go with Jack. <laughs> anybody who wants to live and who is not going to challenge my authority can come with me. So Kate takes Miles to Naomi's body. It's just absolutely wild how quickly we are traversing the island today. Um... I was wondering about that. We're going from the middle of the jungle to the rocks to some cliffs to the middle of the jungle again. (laughs) They are hoofing it. Quick travel. (laughs) 
So Mile communicates with Naomi's body. Everyone's just like, what's going on? <laughs> and this is when Daniel makes his comment about the light on the island. He says the there's abnormalities in how the light scatters on the island. Yeah. And Michael Faraday was the physicist who uh, established that magnetism can affect the scattering of light. So... Yes. There's yeah, and, and, uh, you know, electromagnetism, electrochemistry. Yeah. Among yeah. So another, you know, obviously we already know that there's electromagnetic anomalies on the island, and Daniel has been there for like two seconds, and now he knows it too. <laughs> well, that's like the it's one of the things I it's it comes to mind when you think about like the island being cut off from communication, right? The concept right. Of, a, of a Faraday cage. Yeah. Like being in something that blocks all non you know, visible communication right, and stuff like that. Right, Let's see. So, while Miles is, like, doing his thing <laughs> by Naomi, Kate is, like, trying to sweet-talk Daniel to get him to put yeah. his gun away. And um, Jack calls her off, and he's like, let's just, you know, let's just see what happens. It's fine. So, Miles comes back and says, it's true. Uh, you know, everything they said is true, but they haven't put their guns away. And Jack is like, all right, well, you know we're telling the truth. Let's everybody calm down. <laughs> and he threatens Miles and says, you know, you should do it because we had you surrounded and we've got a gun to your head and a gun to his head. And Miles is like, how dumb do you think I am? And then out comes Saeed and Juliet, somehow. <laughs> well, they first there's a barrage of shots. Right, but like... And then they come out. How yeah. is everyone traveling so quickly? And <laughs> They've become experts at traversing... It's very jungle jungle terrain because we They've last a, saw uh, Said and Juliet just kicking it on the beach right yeah and I mean she makes the comment how many guns do you have like okay they're about to get up and do something but like everybody's just walking around willy nilly anyway it's funny it's it's like particularly egregious in these first couple episodes and like they, they are uh, unimpeded by jungle terrain I mean many you in, know in civ terms this happens in so many shows where like as the sh- as the show moves on and like our map kind of expands and also the stakes are higher, people just appear where they need to be, right? Like that's just a thing that happens, especially in like they get they get very lax sci-fi and fantasy shows the, a lot, yeah, yeah. Like our world is expanding, but also we need people to have conflict in every episode, which means they have to find each other every time <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Anyway, it's pretty funny. So next we see uh, Charlotte. She is, she is hanging by a tree, or hanging from a tree over a river. She manages to get herself free and falls into the water. And she just seems, like, fucking giddy. She seems so happy to the point where it calls into question, is she this happy just because she survived or because of where she is? No, she's happy because she's there. Yeah, like, this is a place that she has apparently been looking for for a very long time, and now she's here, right? And she's in Dharmaville. Dharmaville. Or near near Dharmaville. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, she is discovered by Locke's group and not by Jack's group. Yep. So Saeed is asking question, asking Miles and Daniel questions. Daniel immediately is like, oh, my name's Daniel Faraday and this is Miles. And Miles is like, shut up, dude. <laughs> 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 this is when we learn that Daniel is a physicist and Miles says that he collects soil samples. Um, <laughs> and... Saeed is like, why haven't you asked who we are? You know, why why do you not care about 
about Oceanic 815, and Miles is like, oh my god, are you the survivors of Oceanic 815? Like, he's just such a cunt. He's a real dick. <laughs> Miles is great. I love Miles. So Charlotte is all bright-eyed and innocent and happy because, oh my god, I'm on the island. She kind of seems to be along a similar vein of Daniel, where she just- A little more optimistic. Yeah, and just, like, maybe potentially not fully in the loop. Like, Daniel obviously knew, he said, he admits our primary objective is not to rescue you. He still acts as though, and she acts as though, that is at least on the list of things to do, right? Like, of course we're here to help you, it's just not the thing we care about the most. So she's like... Well, it's also, it's also like they, they've gotten an opportunity to go somewhere that's, like, special. Yeah. And the, maybe the primary driver isn't as interesting to them. Right. You know? So it's like, yeah, I've got this, like, this main objective, but also I'm gonna enjoy, like, being on this, this right. I mean, they're, wild they're magic island. scientists. Like, whatever yeah. super covert, dangerous mission Naomi is supposed to carry out, which we learn later has to do with Ben, clearly that's not all there is to it, because, like, they brought these very specific scientists with them. You know, it's like, there's a lot of different things going on here. And they seem to be a little bit more innocent in all of this, relatively. Yeah. So she's, like, super happy when she meets some of these survivors. She's asking them questions. You know, she's asking Claire, like, oh my god, did you have the baby on the island? That's amazing. And Hurley's like, why do you want to know? And she says, why wouldn't I want to (laughs) know? I know. She's trying to figure out why everybody's so hostile. Yeah, exactly. So she's, like, kind of oblivious to how intense and suspicious they all are of her. She's just like, la la la, I'm on the island. Nice to meet you. Um, and she says, you know, we need to stay put so that the team can find us faster. And then Locke finally drops the ball of, well, that's the problem because we don't want to be found. And we zoom back to Jack's group where we see that Charlotte's signal is suddenly moving very quickly um, as if she's running away from something. And they catch up to her, but really, it's Vincent. <laughs> It's Vincent. Now Vincent's with Team Jack. Hooray! (laughs) Where he belongs. And her tracker was strapped to him. And so now we know that Locke has Charlotte. Locke's got her. We meet. I'm I'm proud of myself that I immediately thought, oh, they put her on the dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. How many, how many times has there been an ominous rustling coming closer? Oh, it's Vincent. (laughs) Yeah. I'd love it. We see Frank Lapidus, and he... His name His name is... He is me. amazing. I love him. He's flawless. <laughs> he, he's great. His, his name makes me chuckle. <laughs> yeah. The first Frank thing, the penis. <laughs> the first thing we see is him seeing one of Mikhail's cows and looking very confused by it. <laughs> he sees... He finds out that his phone is broken, and he doesn't... So his, like, tracker or whatever isn't gonna... Or he doesn't have one, I guess. <laughs> He doesn't seem to have yeah, anything on Yeah, he just has a phone. Um, no, he's, he's like, he's dressed like a, like a Hawaiian bartender. Yeah. So he, he fires off a flare gun instead. So with Locke's group, Charlotte sees the flare and gets all excited. And then she gets suspicious and, like, is finally starting to be kind of concerned that everyone doesn't trust her. Um, she says, what's the matter with you? We came all this way for you. And Locke kind of cuts her off and he says, no, whatever they came here for, it's not us. We're going to keep moving forward. And (laughs) Sawyer, (laughs) this is such a small moment, but this is one of my favorite Sawyer quotes of the whole show. 
He just under his breath says, Who are we to argue with taller ghost Walt? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was good. Oh my god. And I love that earlier in the episode. When Sawyer is questioning Log about Walt, he's like, what do you mean he's taller? Was he like a giant? (laughs) A giant? (laughs) He's very fixated, as we all are, on Walt's height. Because it's it's so, I mean, it's still like, to be bizarre, it has to be super bizarre. And that's just so wild. Like, Walt told me to do it. I saw him at the top of a pit after I got shot and I lived. (laughs) Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it's, but it also speaks to all the other stuff that's happened that they're not immediately tying him to a tree. Right. It's like, you're crazy. Yeah. And turns out that Sawyer was right about Ben, at least, not being harmless, as everyone seems to think he is. Nope. Because he fucking shoots Charlotte. Charlotte. But, turns out it's okay, because she has a bulletproof vest on. He has a vest. So Jack's group reaches Frank first. And they're asking him questions. They're asking him, where's the helicopter? Where's Charlotte? Blah, blah, blah. And he just says, I saw a cow. I saw a cow. <laughs> Thus, immediately establishing himself as my favorite in the new group. And he reveals that he managed to land the helicopter safely. Which is so bizarre. Hey, he's a good pilot. That's, I mean, that's, that's not. The best That's even. not that. That, that's not, no, that's not that. That's. Shut up. The will. Shut up, Marshall. That's the will. That's the will of the island. Okay, there, yeah, okay. I thought you were gonna say it was show bullshit. No, it's the it's the will of the island. I'll take that. So let's see. We're all at the helicopter. Miles wants Jack to give him the phone, but first Jack wants the truth about what they're doing there. And he and Miles is like, "I'll tell you when you give me the phone." So he hands it over and he says, "Don't say anything about your sister." <laughs> so Miles calls the boat, but suddenly Minkowski can't come to the phone. Did that feel significant to you? It was significant, but I'm not really sure what it means. Right. It just felt like, uh-oh, maybe something's going on on the freighter, right? <laughs> oh, well, that this, that ties into... Or what Ben the, says at the, the end, that, which we'll get to. Yeah. Yes. So, Minkowski, suddenly, this person who's been helping us all along, can't come to the phone. So they're getting ready to go. Daniel wants to bring Naomi's body, um, but they can't... The chopper can't take all the weight, so they're going to have to come back for her later. Why bother? Good lord. Well. What a waste of time. It's, it's like, just like he says, it's a bunch of meat. I guess that's, yeah. I'm, okay. I mean, <laughs> it is. Like, what? Good lord. Well, some people care just, about, you know. Just just chuck her in a ditch. All right. Anyway. Do that with my body. So, Frank is. Sky, bur- sky burial. <laughs> oh, my God. Let the, let, get, give me to the birds. <laughs> Strip me naked and cover me in honey. Oh, Marshall. Let the birds eat me. Anyway, moving on. Um, that's, that's, that's legally binding. <laughs> Wait, let me write that all down. Hold on. <laughs> yes, you're a witness. So Frank is talking to Juliet, and she tells him her name, and he immediately knows that she was not on the plane because he has the manifest memorized. And he tells Miles, and he said, and Miles says she's a native. And then they immediately start yelling at her, "Where is he? Where is he?" And they reveal that they are here for Benjamin Linus. For Benjamin Linus. And then our final scene, Locke apologizes to Charlotte for getting shot. He's like, that wasn't the plan. And he says, what good would you be to me dead? (laughs) Sawyer is like itching to kill Ben after what just happened. And Locke is going to do it. He says, all right, fine. It's my mess. I'll clean it up. So he tells Rousseau to take Alex away so she doesn't have to see. And anybody who doesn't want to see it should leave now. 
And Ben is, like, scrambling. He says, I have information that you need. I have answers. And immediately Locke says, what is the black smoke monster? And Ben's like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you want to talk about a a real peak and a real dive for me emotionally. Oh, yeah. It's like, what's the smoke monster? (gasps) I have no idea. (laughs) But he does start spouting off information about Charlotte. He's like reading everybody's bio. Yeah, and her entire team. Your instinct was right. They're a threat. If you shoot me, you'll never know how great the threat they were. Because what they want is me. And and they say, how do you know all this? Ben says, I have a man on their boat. Man on their boat. Minkowski. So Minkowski's the man on the boat? It could be. I don't know. Seems likely. Seems likely based on this. Yeah. Or it could be Regina. Yeah, that's true. It's probably me. That's true. Minkowski. I mean, he did, he did say man, which is pretty misogynist. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, it's probably Minkowski, which, what? A, yeah. Yeah. But also, how? How what? How does he have a man? I don't know, Marshall. How does he have a man on the boat? How does Ben know everything all the fucking time? That's the that's the thing. It's it's like his his like om, om, omniscience is. I mean, we know that he has always had a way to access information off the island, right? What he just yeah. did about Charlotte, he he has that same information about everybody on the plane, right? So he clearly, I mean, he's heading a pretty big operation here. Well, they so didn't they establish that there was like a data connection to the outside world at some point? Yes. They did. Did that get, but that that got severed with the looking glass, or is that separate? So when the event happened with yes, that's with right. the hatch and the sky, turned, the sky purple, turned purple, we were led to believe that they lost the ability to contact the outside world. But then who said that? That is just what all the others believe because of believe. because Ben said that. Okay, so but, that fucking means nothing. Well, but then we learn that. Ben has been secretly using the looking glass to block, like, he's been the one blocking the signals, right? Which right, would lead you to believe that, since he's in control of it, he can kind of, you know, get around it, right? He can still, right, he mean, can he, still he, do what needs to be done, nobody else can. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he made everybody believe for a while there that, oh, we, we have just lost all ability to communicate. We can't leave anymore because then we can't come back. You know, yada yada. But then it's at the end of season three, everybody feels all betrayed because they learn, no, we're using the looking glass, which we all thought was inoperable. But surprise, there's two people down there who've been operating it this whole time. So yeah. And they were in constant contact with Ben the whole time. So presumably, whenever he needed to do anything, they could just let him do it, right? <clears throat> so he could have... So Ben can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> yeah. And because that <clears throat> the looking glass being destroyed having like, Two days ago at this point. It's a little murky because everyone's moving around so fast, but a day or two, yeah. Probably a day. I mean, very, very recently. Very, very recently, yes. So it's not unrealistic to think that Ben could have somehow, I mean, besides the fact that it, him, like, learning about the manifest and learn, like and all that kind of stuff is, is wild, but if he could do, if he could learn about the manifest on this plane, he could learn about who's on the boat. Exactly, yes. Okay. So yeah, he must have either... Since the boat has arrived, has somehow gotten to work real fast, that seems less likely, even for him, right? It seems like he knew before. Somehow. Right. It, se- it seems like he knew before, 
there is a team being assembled to come after me on the island, and he had someone kind of as a plant. Just like with this, this thing, like, oh, I needed a doctor, and then a, a plane fell out of the sky that had a doctor on right. it. Just seems kind of Yeah, that's, this kind of calls all of that into question, too, right? We still don't even know. that. That's a really good point. We talked about in Season 3, is Ben somehow responsible for who ended up on the plane? Do you know what I mean? Like, how much control does Ben yeah. have? How does he have this control? What's going on? He has a person on this boat, and if it's Minkowski, like we think it is, it's clearly someone who's in a pretty big position on the boat, right? He's yeah. the guy answering the phone. <laughs> He's the guy telling him what to do. So that means he must have been established pretty early on in their team. So, like, Ben's been doing this for a while, right? So, yeah, did he do the same thing with the plane? Did he need a doctor so he made sure there was a doctor on the plane? We don't know, Marshall. But we are going to find out. Does that make you feel better? <laughs> it does. It does. That we're going to learn... His, his like level of yes we are definitely power. we are going to learn much more about just how much he can do and you know how he can do it and why he can do it <laughs> okay good so yeah but not today and not tomorrow and not for a while but we will learn <laughs> that that you know what that just was that was that was my them schisming again that was the it's like <laughs> Oh, we're gonna learn about it. Yeah, but it's gonna it's be maybe gonna, two years. It's gonna be a while. We got a we got a long road left to travel here. Long road to hoe. So, first impressions. Who is your favorite new character? Oh, it's uh Faraday. Oh, okay, I thought it might be. I thought it might be Miles. Uh, I I, I like Miles. He's real I, aggressive. <laughs> I can't figure out what the medium thing is like. It's just another like wrinkle in this whole paranormal yeah component to the show. Like, are there like obviously there's ghosts, but are are they ghosts? Like, because they've done this before. They did because they they established like this paranormal component, and then they have what was it Hurley go to a medium? Yeah, but then it turns out that it's just fake, right? It's, so it's there's all like these these fake outs with the paranormal part of things, but then they have this guy that takes like a, a fucking vacuum cleaner with a disc <laughs> up a to a room. Ah, fuck. He's a ghostbuster. Yeah, yeah. God. And then he finds, you know, ten grand worth of drug money. Yeah. So, so what, yeah. that's a good point. So, we've mentioned before on the show, like you said, with the medium with Harley and everything, that turned out to be fake. And then we also had the psychic involved with Claire. Yes. Who said that he was a fake. But that he did have a genuine vision about her in regards to the island specifically, right? So that called into question... All these misdirections. Well, that called into question, like, all these paranormal things exist in in the universe of this show, but only in relation to the island, right? Right. Like, so that would suggest, maybe, just like I was pointing out how everybody on this team seems to have some deeper connection to either the plane or the island... Maybe that is Miles's connection to the island. He has this genuine ability to contact spirits or whatever. And so far that we've seen on this show, that always ends up being related to the island, right? Anytime someone genuinely has a weird, like, mystical moment, it's related to the island. So maybe yeah. he has some kind of tangential relationship to the island. And that's why he's here. Or not. I, I can only assume that that's the case. Seems pretty likely, doesn't it? 
It would be weirder if it wasn't. That's true. God. Which is another catchphrase for the show. <laughs> yeah, it's like the if the guy's ghost power came from the magic island, that makes more sense. Right. Like that's yes. where we're, that's where we're exactly. at. Season four. <laughs> so guy, guy's ghost power comes from island makes sense. Perfect. Great. Wrap it up. All Good. right. <laughs> oh man. Well, that was season four, episode two, confirmed dead. That's why every every time you tell me like what people got upset about with the show for, I'm, I just don't understand how you make it this far. Yeah. And you, you get upset with it. I don't know. Like, there have been so many batshit things in the show. Where's the line? Like, people are drawing all... It's just so funny to me. Like, people are so finicky. Yeah, it is weird. Like, I mean, I get it. I do understand... The show continues to build and build and build and build. And like every now and then, the pressure kind of siphons off a little bit. We get little answers here and there. But mostly it's just continuing to build and build and build with no real relief. And I guess (coughs) for a lot of people, they just hit a breaking point and they're like, I can't take it anymore. (laughs) And that happens at different points throughout the show. I guess people can only take so many years of narrative blue balling. But yeah, it's the same for me. Like whenever I'm I'm going back and I'm reading through these like fan forums and everything, and I'm like reading the outrage responses to some of these things, like this new team being introduced, people are like, I don't fucking care about Daniel Faraday. Like I still want to learn about Juliet. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, I guess, but like, come on, it's fun. Like, why are you here? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like when like. If any, like, first of all, if anybody read, read reads Dune past the first Dune book, and then they get to like the t- the Clay Laxu or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, this is where I draw the line." Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. This is where you draw the line. I mean the uh, the stereotypical like catchphrase of the quote unquote true Lost fans is that Lost is about the journey; it is not about the destination. <laughs> that definitely seems. To track. Just, you just have to let yourself experience it. Don't go into it with a cynical eye. Just experience the joy that is lost. Experience the journey. Become a better person on the way. But don't think too hard about the destination. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's funny because literally like a week ago before we started back recording, <laughs> I played uh. I played like an indie game on the Xbox. It's called a uh, Signalis, which is like a kind of a like a like a Lovecraftian mm-hmm. like uh, science fiction kind of story, yeah. basically. But it's very open ended how it ends and how the whole story is. It's like really just kind of leaves you with you're supposed to like try to interpret it yourself to a certain extent. Yeah. And for a moment when the game ended, I was like. What the fuck? They didn't, t- they didn't tell me anything. Right. It's right. like, oh wait, well that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like all of loss. Yeah, loss is definitely like that. Like the 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 point of it all isn't to figure out what happened, or the point of it all isn't to be told what happened. The point of it all is to figure it out, right? Like, or just think about it because I I get the feeling. Yeah, or just just out. speculate. You might not figure yeah, it just, out. Just yeah, just just speculate. That's the fun of it. It's not a show that's gonna spoon feed you answers. It's not a show that's gonna give you easy answers either. Like when you do get solid conclusions, it's gonna be like, huh, well that's a head scratcher. But yeah, I mean it's it's it just gives you something to think about. <laughs> and most TV shows does. do not. Not to this extent. Yeah, that's for sure. 
I'm so nervous. That brings me to, I don't know if I mentioned that on the podcast yet. I don't even know if I knew about it last time we recorded. Um, but Lost is coming to Netflix this year. Ooh. So it's going to be like very widely available because it's still going to be on Hulu. It's still on like Amazon. It's going to be all over all of a sudden. And it's also the 20th anniversary. It's moving to Netflix. So there's probably going to be like a lot of publicity about it. There's this documentary coming out on the anniversary. I'm like a little bit nervous. <laughs> I'm very about excited what? about the potential horde of new people who are going to be introduced to the show. But I can almost guarantee that the result is going to be a bunch of people trashing it. Because oh. they have no <laughs> respect. And I'm going to be real sad, I think. I hope that there's going to be a lot of new fans of the show as a result of this. But I think it's going to be a lot of people turning up their noses and being like, Oh my god, this is the show everybody talks about? This is so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid and problematic. Oh boy. I don't know, man. It's going to be real. I'm just like going to buckle in and just wait and see what everybody says. But... I think it's going to be rough, and that's really sad, and people should respect one of the foundations of television sci-fi as we know it. But whatever. Just... It is what it is. Just fuck them. I, mean, <laughs> I just don't want to hear people uh, talk bad about my baby. Yeah. That's, but yeah, they're gonna. That's the, but that's... Yeah, but that's like... That's the that's the cost of enjoying something. Yeah. Because if, like, it would be... It, life would be easier if you didn't like anything, because then you would never have to, like hear negative things about it <laughs> it's one way to but that's the cost of that's the cost of liking something i know is having to see negative uh negative takes on it and that's just kind of that's just what it is um i get it though i mean there's that happens all the time where i see somebody that has like what i consider a shit take yeah on something and i'm like i'm gonna fucking crucify you and then i just have to like you know yeah breathe for a couple of minutes <laughs> but it sucks <clears throat> it's the it's the internet this has made everything bad like that. This has made everything worse. We weren't ready as a species evolutionarily <laughs> to have the internet. And this is where we're at. Um, we weren't ready for it. That's why our society is falling apart. But that's not part of this. Well, anyway. Show. Ultimately. Anyways. I'm very excited that there is potentially going to be a big new wave of new viewers of the show of Lost. And I just hope that they are ready for it. But we need to wrap things up for this week. Um, that was season four, episode two, Confirmed Dead. The next episode is called The Economist. You want to venture a guess at who is going to be the focus of the episode? Our formula is a lot, is kind of fucked up now, right? With this introduction yeah. of flash forwards. But I can tell you, just like the first episode, you know, was still pretty clear cut. Like that was a Hurley episode. We are still going to, for the most part, have character-centric episodes like that. I'm going to say it's, uh... I'm going to say it's Billy Gill. Billy Gill! The return! Return. Return of. All right. Well, we will find out next week. In the meantime, y'all can reach out to us on social media. We are on Twitter at Jungle Mystery. We're on Instagram at Jungle Mystery Pod. And we, our email is junglemysterypod at gmail.com. Yep. If you want to find other episodes of the podcast, you can find us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And a couple other <clears throat> podcast services. Yeah. All right. That was a much more coherent ending than <laughs> season four, episode one. Yes. Congrats, everybody. We, had to, we had to squeak the rest off. That was, uh, yeah, I just kind of forgot how to function there. So we'll be back next week for The Economist, season four, episode three. And in the meantime, tell my sister I love her.
Marshall, we did it. Yay, we're back. We did it. Ah! Yay, we're back. Ah!